and gentlemen, how y'all doing? It's your boy Randy Chu, aka Mr. Chu on that. Oh my gosh, today is gonna be another amazing show. Uh, DT is gonna join us later on. She's uh, doing some things, uh, but she's definitely gonna be chiming into the conversation. Um, also, Lady J is here. Lady J, how are you doing? I am wonderful with all this snow on the ground. I need the sun to like melt it away. <laughs> Good That's to be back. What's up. That's what's up. Lady J's in the building. You know, uh, and before I introduce my guest for today and get into all that, I just want to say, man, I appreciate everyone on the Chew on That show paying attention, uh, giving me feedback on the show. It's been tremendous. Appreciate everyone's uh, inboxes and so on and so forth, encouraging me to keep pushing and keep going. Uh, you guys are great. And uh, those who don't like me, um, just, uh, I guess, just um, go meditate somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you didn't uh, say the other thing. <laughs> but before, before I get to introducing my guest and talking about the topic of today, the highly controversial topic of what is love, Mm. Before I get into that, um, I just have a question for Lady J. Yes. Um, is there anything that you would want to bring up, current event-wise, before we continue on on the show? Yes. Um, there's a couple things. Okay. Well, on a more serious matter, uh -huh. um, I was watching the news this morning, and they were talking about how the number of black girls that are missing... Oh, wow. And from 2017 already, there's seven. Okay. And so now it's kind of reaching uh, mega you know, news um, outlets, especially like Essence Magazine is doing um, a story on it. But I guess I just, for me, it was on my heart because I'm like, you know, there's these, some are teenagers and some are younger. Uh -huh. But is this human trafficking that's taking place? Are they <laughs> runaways? Like, you right, know, there's right. a lot of questions that I have running through my mind about these seven young women that are missing but my heart is definitely um, reaching out to the, the parents and the families of those that are missing yeah that's I can't even really say nothing joke worthy about that I mean that's that's right. crazy you know right. I got two daughters and boy I tell you right now it'd be World War 3 can't imagine oh yeah it, it'd be over right um uh, I don't have no current events I want to talk about because I just want to dive into the topic. Well, I got one just before you dive. Go ahead, into go the ahead, topic. go ahead, go ahead. It's March Madness, and your girl did a bracket this season. What? This is my first time doing a bracket. Okay, so I um I'm on this group called Pretty Girls Rock. Shout out to Pretty Girls Rock who's okay. doing the bracket. <laughs> but I uh, I've been going back and forth about who I'm going to pick to win. No So, way. at first I had Gonzaga. Then I was getting beat up about my, my number one choice. Then I had Villanova. So, then I'm like, I got beat up about that choice. So, I've been going back and forth, teeter-totting. And then finally, finally, I have Kansas taking the win. That's right. Yes. So, I'm going to stick with Kansas. That's right. You did I'm a, a good thing. I'm going to hope that they take it all the way and see <laughs> that I win this, win this bracket competition. Lady J's in the building, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> 
so good to have you back. I missed you last show. Oh, I missed I being here. I felt awkward, man. I didn't have my anchor woman with me. I mean, DT held it down, though. You know what I'm saying? DT held it down for show. You yeah. know what I mean? Thanks, DT. Yeah. Holding down. All right, but um, listen, if you have uh, any kind of business or service that you provide to the community or uh, online or whatever, man, hit me up, inbox me. The first five people to hit me up get free promotion. Uh, I did uh, some uh, analysis on, on the demographics of the two on that show as of right now. And we are all over America. We are in London. Nice. Brazil. What? We, we got fans all over the UK. We oh growing, baby. We growing. Well, that makes sense. I got a friend request for somebody in, uh, from London. And I was like, I don't know you. Yeah, see, look. I think I need a little be, be a little more open on my I Facebook. I know. Look at you. Ain't nobody Forgive me, uh, Mr. A <laughs> uh, uh, Mr. Hold up. Uh, Mr. It was a Mr. Powell. So shout out, Mr. Powell. Mr. Powell. Me, look, anybody who sent Lady J a friend request that's a male. Uh, don't <laughs> inbox her no crap. Right, right. Because I will hack your IP address. <laughs> um, shout out to the homie Smiley. That's Lady J husband, hey, y'all. You know what I'm saying? That's my homie. It's my ace, my nig, whatever you want to call yes. it. You know what I mean? So, uh, yo, I am getting frustrated Feedback? with this static. This static, yo, it's annoying. Oh my gosh. Okay, <laughs> maybe that'll kill it. Anyway, listen. Collateral Beauty Part 2. Or Part 3. It's Part 2. It's Part 2. Yeah. Collateral Beauty Part 2. Uh, it's based off... I got the inspiration from the movie, but it's not based on the movie, if that makes sense. Like, you got Collateral Beauty. You got people that talk about uh, Collateral Beauty. But the three aspects that I'm going to be talking about is time, love, and death. Man, last week... We talked about time. Mm. What is time? In a little review last week, um, scientists, some scientists say it's a force, some say it's a dimension. I believe it's both. And we went through that whole aspect of how, like, literally right now, DT is on the West Coast. Yeah. But DT is in our past because she's three hours behind us. Mm. So her present is my past. That makes sense. Like, That's time is, deep. yeah, time is crazy. <laughs> That's anyway, um, <laughs> uh, so today we're going to talk about what is love. And before I get into that, I have a guest on the line. I want her to come in and introduce herself. Her name is Mary. Mary, can you introduce yourself and tell people who you are and what you do real briefly? Uh, hello, I'm Dr. Mary Wingo, and uh, I'm... Um I, I'm a stress expert. I'm a, I'm a physiologist mm. and a stress expert, and I um, I have attempted to compile a 21st century and 21st century. I mean, I love if you'd like for me to. Yeah, go ahead, go for it. Okay, well, biologically, um, love occurs uh, when uh, we have uh, high levels of this hormone called oxytocin. Oxytocin is a, a very ancient hormone that it's, it's what we considered, um, I'm not trying to use... Uh, Mary. Many, many, many species, plant and animal species. Yes. 
Yeah, uh, you're Hello? So you're going in and out. Hello. Mary. Okay. You got yes. me. Okay, so, good. I got so you. So oxytocin is this very ancient um, hormone which facilitates in us humans um, sensations of love and affiliation and bonding. Mm. And let me tell you uh, what love needs. I mean, what if we want healthy love? I mean, we can have uh, dysfunctional love. But uh, since we all want love, um, what, what we need to, to cultivate love with another person is a sense of safety. Um, when we have a sense of safety, then the oxytocin has an opportunity to be released and we can form bonds that way. So that is my take on love. Wow. wow. Oxycontin. I mean, oxytocin. Ah, wait. wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mary. Let yeah. me let, let, let's have a little dialogue real quick before before the show gets super super serious. Let's have a little dialogue real quick. <sighs> you know, I was I was I listened to this great guy uh, named Krishnamurti, and he he has a lot of things that he says. Good philosopher, um, and he says this. He says that love and truth cannot be understood. Do you agree with that statement? Mm. Oh. Well, it depends on which uh, angle uh, okay. <laughs> you're wanting to look at love <laughs> and how you exactly define. But um, aspects, and ultimately, it's a, it's a poetic thing. It's an existential thing that we may not ever, ever fully understand. Uh -huh. But I can tell you this. If you've got problems with uh, releasing oxytocin, then you've got problems with your relationships. Wow. And if you're a victim, this is another thing, of child abuse or neglect, I was about to say, yeah. um, then chances are that you may have some genes that did get turned on. I mean, they can always be turned on, thank God. But uh, you got genes that weren't turned on in your youth when you were developing your brain. And so your ability to form um, mature adult uh, relationships um, that are consistent and trustworthy and safe are impaired. That's why... Um, you know, children who are abused, these problems tend to follow them throughout their life. It's all oxytocin. You know, it's crazy because a lot of times when you hear the word love, um, you know, people use it and don't really know what they're saying. They say things like, "Oh, I love, I love this person. Oh, I'm, I'm so in love." How many times have we said we were in love with a boyfriend, girlfriend, and we break up with them? And we move on to the next. And oh, I'm in love. I'm in love. You know, I think that we mistake love for the word attachment. Mm. And I feel like people don't really love each other. They love the idea or the ideology of the position that person holds. For example, like women are programmed to love the idea of marriage. Right? So any man that they can fit feel like can fit their description of what a happy marriage is, they go for him. Which is why a lot of people end up in divorce is because they feel as though the individual that they married has changed. Mm -hmm. But isn't people supposed to evolve as time go along? Am I supposed to remain the same as I discover different things in life. I mean, Lady J, Mary, talk to me. I mean, am I delusional here? What? What's going on? 
Well, you you are not delusional. I think the world is ever evolving. So if humans don't evolve as the world is evolving, I think that would be something to um, be limited in your mindset. Think first of all. But I was having a conversation with um, a couple, maybe like a couple of days ago, and they've been married over twenty five years, and she was just saying like there are things that she still did not know about her spouse. Because he had changed over the 20-something years. So she said over still 20-something years, she's still getting to know who he is. Wow. Because he's changed from 5 years, 10 years, 15 and out to over 25. Wow. So I I'm guess <laughs> oh, I guess it's dealing with the patience that you have with an individual when they're going through their change. Right, And right. whether you can love them through it and stay with them. You know, that... Uh, uh, Woo! So, in America, we have these what we call vows. Oh. Um, as we stand and hold our significant one's hand to pretty much sign our relationship over to the government. Um, <laughs> I can't deal with you right now. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, Mary. If you don't know, I'm Mr. Controversial over here. So. Um, All the way right now. <laughs> um, as as you make a contract with your relationship in the state that you're married to, we say things till for sickness and for better, for sickness and for health, till death do us part, yes. for good or for bad. We say all this stuff, right? Yes. So why is there divorce if the individual goes into the relationship in love? Ooh. I'm going to go ahead and sip this Red Bull. <laughs> Today's show is sponsored by I'm like, by Mary, Red Bull. are you Mary? <laughs> <laughs> Mary? Mary, darling. Yeah, yeah. Are you yeah, Mary? I, I, no, I, can, I can add something. I can actually I can try to add something uh, uh, somewhat intelligent here. Um, it, it, well, it's, well, I mean, no, I, I'm going to, I'm Miss Controvert. I'm Dr. Controvert. Go ahead, Mary. Uh -oh. Oh, that, okay. oh. See, something drew <laughs> us together. I knew <laughs> it. Experience. My experience, um, like talking, being friends, communicating, kind of being part of uh, different cultures, um, cultures that are not part of the modernized world. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb. This is going to really upset a lot of people. Uh oh. But honestly, I, I don't think, um, compared to like, say, indigenous, a lot of indigenous cultures, I mean, old school, old, old, old school. Yes. I don't think uh, a lot of us in our culture, and when I mean that, I include Europe, and I, you know, include a lot of other modernized cultures. I don't think we know what a lot of us know what love is. Woo! Mm. Woo! I mean, I mean, I, I think, uh, I think, uh, you know, with uh, the um, adopting of extreme materialism. I mean, I mean, we're living vastly different than our ancestors did. Okay. Yes. yes. So um, as a result, this has affected the uh, bonding and the attachment mechanisms. And uh, I cover this in my book, and um, this is one of the reasons we've got a lot of problems. And it's actually stress. It's stress that um, is um, dampening, I believe, um, the ability for a lot of people to experience uh, true, authentic, lasting um, love with, with uh, what we call object permanence. You know, it's not. Oh yes. Oh yeah, I love you Speaking today, and then it's gone tomorrow. You know, and it fades away. Yes. It, it's a it's a permanent. It's called object permanence. Yes. Um, and I believe you have to look at the uh, more um, ancient 
um, cultures uh, that haven't been so um, uh, consumed with um, how we live modern life uh, in order to understand that. I mean, uh, and that's very controversial. No, you, you know, you know, Mary, you know, Mary, uh, you, and that's why I brought you on the show because I agree. One, you're controversial, and two, um, <laughs> I actually started reading some of your book. It was in the media uh, kit, but um, real quick, you said something that I, I is the main reason why I brought you on the on the show. Stress, oh. and but before I get into stress. And, and its significant role in what we call love. I want you to tell people, I want you to share the title of your book and where people can get it at just real quick. Yes, my book, which um, you need a copy, it's affordable because it's a public, um, it's a, sort of a public humanitarian service because we need it, is um, The Impact of the Human Stress Response. I'm Dr. Mary Wingo. And what this is, is um, we understand um, how stress is impactful, but we don't, we haven't been given the tools uh, by um, scientists who, of course, formulate the healthcare providers in order to really understand that um, the types of stresses that we're under are a, are, are a risk factor. I mean, like smoking is a risk factor, or not wearing your seatbelt is a risk factor. What I do is I um, do a full analysis of this, of how we understand over a hundred years of research um, that we've looked at this as scientists. I try to sum this all up in our book in an understandable way that everybody can understand. Yeah, yeah, and and, and I want all my listeners and viewers to flood and get that book. Um, Something that that it's Amazon. It's Amazon, and it's a bestseller too. Yes, yes. And no, Mary. One one thing that that my mentor uh, in radio, Zoe Williams, says, and I totally echo and agree with. He says that truth has no color. And so, <laughs> and so, um, if you are afraid to read a book because someone is white and you're black, or you're someone that's white that's reading a black man's book or a black woman's book, then you are ignorant to knowledge because we all carry a, a piece of knowledge that we all can share with each other and that the people in power want us to stay separate like that so we can remain stupid but moving on real quick that's right that's right, that's right. wow it's snows I'll, breaking on my roof and everything oh my goodness and it's, listen ladies and gentlemen i, I kind of want to comment real quick okay go ahead go ahead ladies so um you were talking about you know Standing at the altar and why people divorce and Lady is back. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> but I think about the book His Needs, Her Needs. And wow, wow. Yes. So when you're in a relationship or sometimes when you're in a marriage, you forget that you are in a relationship and you are there to fulfill another need. Wow. So yeah. when a person's need is not being met, it, I feel like this is my belief that it all boils down to communication. Okay. Now, all communication is communication, whether you're miscommunicating or whether you're communicating effectively. Right. You're still communicating. Okay. And so if the need is not being met, like she was talking about the object permanence when it goes away it's missing so there there has to be some type of reassurance okay because if you didn't get that attachment as a young person or as a babe you're going to be constantly seeking after something whether it's um 
a relationship or whether you think it's love or not. So it all boils down to are you getting your needs met? Wow. <sighs> you know, I'm I'm going to save my comment for that specific statement till after the break. Okay. But real quick before we even get into the break and all that, I want to say this. Um Well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to ask this question, have you ponder on it, and we're going to go to break, and when we come back, we'll, we'll finish the, the uh, answering that question. The question is this. What does love stem from within the human being? Is it just a hormone? Is it just a feeling? Is love a force? Or is it something that we cannot control who we show it and give it to or receive it from man that uh, listen i know that was a loaded question i'm gonna ask it again before we come back but real quick i just want to take a quick commercial break and when we come back ladies and gentlemen oh man we're gonna dive even more into this highly controversial topic don't go nowhere the true on that show is back baby like smoke and krizak we'll be back If you don't believe in me 
I think you should aya, be a rapper. Aya, aya. Aya, aya. Name Randy Chu. Oh. What we gonna do? What? Riding with the crew. Hey. Lady JDT yeah. is in the crew. Hey. And we coming through. Yes. Rap. Uh, oh, 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. The Chew on that show. And before we get into... Uh, these, this highly controversial topic, what is love? I want to introduce my illustrious panel. If you're watching via Facebook, I see y'all questions. We're going to get the questions in there, of course. You know we're going to get the questions in there. You don't even got to ask if I'm going to ask your questions. Because you already know what time it is. Ladies and gentlemen, listen. I am configuring all of the people on the screen right now as we speak so excuse me as I configure everyone onto this illustrious screen <laughs> um, anyway we have Lady J who is my anchor woman holding him down holding me down you know what I'm saying uh, we want to welcome my other co-host the men's advocate herself Linda DT A.K.A. Auntie is in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Auntie, say what's up to the people. Auntie. <laughs> Auntie. <laughs> okay, well, Auntie is here, but she's not speaking. So she shall speak when she speaketh, and when she speaketh, we shall heareth. And we have... <laughs> My oh, so sorry. I had I had my thing mute, muted. Oh, I am in the building. Ah, auntie, auntie. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I was listening behind the curtains there. Be on stage. Yes. Good. Good. Now, for everyone who don't know, um. Because my wife said that I have to keep it professional because Aww. I get so uh, ghetto that I just be calling her auntie. <laughs> <laughs> I get so ghetto, I just call her auntie, and everybody's like, who is she? Where can I find her? <laughs> Listen, if you go to the website, chewonthat.com, that's C-H-O-O, onthat.com, if you go to that website, you will scroll down, you will see all the previous episodes, you will see Lady J, you will see me in the middle, and you will see Linda to the left of me. Um, and you click on more info, voila, her radio show, which is on Wednesdays, is there, the Men's Advocate. Um, and also her website, where you can get all her information, her book, and all that. It's on the website. Her name is Linda. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I call her auntie. Get used to it. Um, okay, now that the ghettoness is over, and I want to introduce uh, to back on the stage here is our illustrious Dr. Mary, the highly controversial doctor who talks about <laughs> stress. Say hi to the people, Mary. Hello, people. <laughs> Listen. So... I am going to be very, very controversial right now. So, ladies, I want you to attack me. I can handle it. Men, if you're watching, 
Y'all gotta have my back, man. I'm in here with three women. Right. I'm supposed to get beat up. I'm glad you Listen. made that observation. Well, wait a minute. Hold up. <laughs> Linda's the men's advocate. Right. I have someone. You have on someone my side. on your That's side. That's right. Yeah. Okay. I'm on your side. That's right. That's right. That's right. So listen, we I, our Facebook person we have a qu- had a question. They said this, and be- so before we dive into the topic again, let me ask this question that someone on Facebook asks: When divorce happens, did the one who left really ever love the other spouse? And does that also depend on what made them leave? Linda, since you just joined us, please chime in first. Mary, then Lady J. I am so glad that the uh, that the listener wrote that question because I was going to bring that up again myself as well. <laughs> I think divorce happens because one person stopped trying. Wow! It's right. As simple as that. <laughs> oh. It's as simple as that. They stopped communicating. They stop caring. They stop trying. Done. Stick a fork in it. It's over. Wow, Mary. So in my yeah, I didn't in hear my view, uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Where you are, hold on, hold on, hold on. View, it doesn't matter where. Go ahead, go ahead, DT. Okay. Doesn't matter where you start off in life. Doesn't mer- matter where you start off in the relationship. It doesn't matter where you start off in this argument. What's I'm not, more I'm not important is where did you end up? Wow. Like people who are people who are good communicators and they care about their partner, they wouldn't think anything of harming their partner. It would be the equivalent of harming yourself, right? Right. So right. you try to have to step out of yourself, even though you don't want to, and you want to listen to your partner's point of view, even though you might not agree. But you've got to give them equal time before you jump in there. And you might be wrong. So your partner might have a different point of view, and then from there you can mend that fence and get back on track. So it doesn't matter where you started. It matters how you ended up. And divorce happens because somebody sat on the bench and didn't care. Wow. So DT says that divorce happens because people stop trying. They give up. They just don't care. Ouch. Wow. Um, Mary. Well, okay. Well, number one, um, we have to look at, um, you know, what, what did our, you know, what, what was the deal with our ancestors? Uh-huh. And so we have to look at the pressures of society. I mean, I mean, yeah, we do have a personal culpability and responsibility. I mean, that's by all means. I mean, we do have free will. But we have to look at um, why is it uh, we um, destroy our attachments so easily and quickly, where our ancestors did not. And part of this is due to, um, you know, the, uh, the stress of our environment. Um, and, uh, you know, part of it's due to the fact that our attachment systems, because of the stress of the environment, because stress does interfere with oxytocin release, um, allow us uh, to fall out of love, allow for uh, families to break up in general. You notice um, how many families um, of all, this is a basically almost all um, nationalities, maybe with the exception of Latino, 
are just sort of kind of falling apart. And so, uh, um, I mean, yeah, you have personal, you know, culpability or responsibility, but we have to look at in the context, um, does our society facilitate family staying together? No. Wow. Wow. Lady J. Okay, so I feel like Lady this is... J. <laughs> I feel like this is such a loaded question, um, but okay, I'm I was sitting here typing up a couple of things that were coming to me, but I think about the question which says, "When divorce happens, did the one who left really ever love the other spouse?" Mm -hmm. And so I believe they did. Like <clears throat> something had to get them to make a commitment, such as marriage. Okay. So if something had to get them to make a commitment, then there was something within the marriage that wasn't getting them to stay. So, like DT was saying, somebody just gave up. Uh-huh. That some, you know, when you don't put time and effort into something, you're not going to reap a benefit of it. Wow. So, if the time isn't there and the effort isn't there, then you're not going to have something to come out of this. So, love was there, uh -huh. but maybe love didn't stay. But, uh, but okay, so, so, if, if if people people stop trying, people uh, uh, don't care. Love was there, and it and it didn't stay. Then why do we say things in 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 our uh, society like happy wife, happy life, as if the man's uh, uh, heart or how he feels or condition doesn't matter at all? It's just like if you don't do something for your wife, then it's over. Talk to me. Well, I heard someone say the other day, um, the 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 wife is the heart of the home. Hold on, ladies and gentlemen. I just want y'all to right. see what I'm talking about. Oh. How is my wife <laughs> going to interrupt my show like this? Look at her. Oh, oh my God. God. Go ahead, girl. Go hey, ahead. Tim. Hey, me. <laughs> All right, go ahead, girl. We having a conversation. All right, so, uh, so think about that for a second. Happy wife, happy life. That statement, what does it really mean? I mean, so that means that the man has to just be miserable the entire time? No. As long as the wife is smiling, everything's good. Everything's peachy. No. Everything's great. Like I said, I've got the, an opinion. Go I've ahead. I've got an opinion on this. Talk. Okay. Yes. Okay. 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 You have to understand, again, <laughs> I'm going in kind of a nerdy description. <laughs> the basic dynamics between men and women, okay? And if you really, really want to get honest about it, okay, it is in many ways um, the women um, that basically control in many regards um, the direction of a relationship. Oh, wow. And yeah, yeah. And yes. it's a lot of times, um, I mean, so like, okay, for instance, when you get too many men together, like say like in the military, in prison, um, guys stuff, guys, you know, like um, in, in the in the mafia, in the gangs. Well, what do you get? You get trouble, right? You get usually, you know, violence, criminal activity, and men destroying themselves in one form. Uh, hence, the utility of women, okay, takes that energy that men have, that that raw masculine, and right. it sort of disciplines it. It sort of, sort of 
uh, calms it down and, and makes it if the woman is is a, you know high quality makes it into a, a decent a respectable a sustainable type of energy but a lot of this I mean this is why you know again men need women men live longer with women how many um, but how many high quality women are there in America because oh, it's the same number as men not very many oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in the dating I, I've never done the dating thing it's a very very low I mean you probably have to go on 40 50 dates okay mm. just basic get connected wow. before you really find someone compatible because there are a lot of immature people and again that's a lot of folks is due to the decline of our society of all and again we're not talking just the whites or African Americans or you know Asia we're talking about our culture in general right um, right modernized forms of culture so yeah um um, I believe uh, women are, are great uh, moderators of what can be, men can be very self-destructive and destructive, but when you start getting women involved, you get this temperance. And you see this in uh, cities and towns, like say oil field towns, where it's like almost all men. Very self-destructive. It's when you get decent women in there that, uh, you know, you, you start, uh, you know, you, Crime goes down, and you know, self, you know, alcoholism, and you know, all kinds of ways that men like to destroy themselves. It goes down. So, so yeah. Um, I mean, you could say happy wife, happy life if, if the woman's high quality, because if you've got a happy wife, then the man's going to be happy too, because she's going to provide important feedback. Ooh, DT, respond. I, I, Dr. Mary, I do agree that women bring a balancing energy, and it is a guy's inherent nature to be destructive. So there needs to be some balance to that, and love sort of, you know, tips the scales to where it's a little bit more even, and maybe he calms down and is not so prone to his natural destructive behaviors. That being said, Dr. Mary, do you think the business of love is very one-sided and very female-oriented? Whoo! Hold up. We lost her. She's coming back. She's in the she's in the Congos in Aww. Ecuador. Oh, wow. So it's kind of... She, yeah, she's going in and out. But DT, why I got you? Real quick, while Mary's getting back on the line. You know, I had this question that I was thinking about last night. I was up last night, real late. And I was thinking, I was like, does love have a mind of its own? Does it really have a mind of its own? Like, or, to a degree, are we just simply, like, um, controlling it? Or does it control us? Like, like, think about it. Like, when you fell in love, was it something that you controlled? Or was it something that just happened? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I know that everyone on here has loved a significant other more than just one person. I know you've been in love multiple times. Does that mean that you actually was in love or did you just love the idea of that position or having someone, the ideology of not being alone? Because when you think about it, love stems from desire, right? Love stems from desire, and desire, really, to me, is proof that something is lost. Because if I had something, I wouldn't desire it. 
That's right. So the fact that we have desire is proof that we do not own or have that which we are desiring. So if we're desiring love, does that mean that, that in ourselves we don't love ourselves? Whew, panel, talk to me, someone, please. Well, well hold on, I, I can chime in. I can chime in. Um, the most healthiest relationships, however, are those whose participants love themselves. Yes. I mean, there's nothing worse. Let me tell you, as a woman, there's nothing worse than being in a relationship with an insecure man. There's right. no, there is, and wow. I'm sure it's the same the other way around. There is no greater hell than dealing with someone who's insecure. Yes. Yes, yes. I agree. DT. Miserable. Is what was your original question? Is love uh, natural? We can't help ourselves from falling in love. The, I think that's true. Okay. I think if you have to overthink it, you know, you can. It's just a feeling that you get immediately. There is just a comfort and a relaxation that goes on, and you just somebody walks into the room, and you know, time stops. So I think. I think it is a natural thing that I think love runs us. Wow. Um, on the other side of the coin, on the other side of the coin, the women who are brainwashed, you know, since age four with these Disney princess movies that, you know, some prince is going to come along and sweep you off your feet. <laughs> I think and those women are absolutely in the business of I'm in love with the idea of love. Ooh. That you fit a certain uh, picture in their head and you're going to be, you know, hubby number one and she's going to practice on you, get what she needs to get out of you and then move on and then maybe she'll mature later in life. But I think she's more into, ooh, the dress and ooh, the bachelorette party and ooh, who am I inviting and aren't these invitations cute rather than focusing on who is this person that I want to spend the rest of my life with. Wow. You know, oh, go ahead, uh, uh, Jay, Lady J. So what comes to mind is when you referred to um, us being in many relationships and have been loved or loved more than one person before. So, and is love controlled? And I would agree that love is controlled. After being hurt so many times, and I'm speaking completely from personal experience. Okay. But after being hurt so many times in love relationships, you kind of build up this defense mechanism to keep people that you typically would love uh -huh. at bay. Okay. And so then when it comes mm. down to allowing yourself to love someone once you've gone through maybe the mechanisms of can I trust this person where love is not the center core anymore where you you look at things to say well okay it's not just that I love this person but can I trust this person can I can I share parts of me with this person and they accept me so it becomes more than love that a person looks for and it becomes more controlled than you love so, so what I'm gathering is that so love. I think what you're, I think what you're saying is that being guarded to a certain degree keeps you from love. Yes. Wow. Pretty much keeps you from 100% love. 100% and from giving it. In your mind, you know, you've got that four or five percent. Like, okay, I got one foot out the door. Just right. In case. Right. <laughs> right. Well, you know. Well, you know. Yes. You know, I'm gonna say this. When we when we you, we hear statements like love is blind, right? 
And I I don't necessarily know if I 100% agree with that statement. I say 50-50, and I'm going to tell you why. Because, well, first of all, love is blind. That means that we're dumb. Because the root word, or, or the, the, the word dumb derives from the word dust. Um, and it gives the notion that a person is surrounded by like fog or dust they can't see clearly so therefore they're blinded to their surroundings their awareness is not necessarily there because all they can focus on is the dust so when we say someone is dumb we're saying that they're only focused on the dust that which is distracting them is love in essence something that makes us dumb <laughs> you see what I'm saying like if if if, if Lust. Lust makes you dumb, but lust isn't um, based on um, oxytocin. It's based on dopamine. Okay. So you say lust makes... Well, what is the difference between lust and love if they both are strong desires? Okay, okay. It, the, the difference is, is that the, that dopamine, that addictive cocaine type quality only lasts about three or four months okay. before it kind of craps out. And that's why you have a lot of relationships crap out after about three months. That you kind of have this like three months rule. Well, what it is is changes in the brain, and you come out of that intoxication, and you see, you see the jerk for what he really is, <laughs> what you wanted him to be. You know, a lot of the illusions, like, oh my God, you're not the person I thought you were. So yeah, I mean, again, and, and it doesn't explain everything, but it does kind of shine a light on strange behaviors that we do when we're attracted to people or we're in love with them. But see, if love is so strong, we can't control it, it forces us to fall for people, then how can we say that we can honestly love someone if we've given up on the relationship? I don't think you can. Well, I mean, <laughs> good answer. <laughs> I mean, you people change. You, say it, you have but to in your heart. You probably don't that mean not it. all societies you physically say the word uh, operate like that. I mean, you, you have to understand that um, people don't cycle through each other at this you you know extremely fast velocity that we do in our society. So um, we have to look uh, the type of stress their society is putting on us that causes our attachments uh, not to form mm -hmm. I mean or to, to fall apart I mean seriously I mean we have to look at how stress has really caused decline in our society and a big part of that is with the community building attachments stable relationships so yeah I mean we, this is like a like the in my opinion the gorilla in the room and it's causing a very rapid decline in uh, in our uh, in our culture. DT. Yes, I I, I think it is the, the stress does play a big part in what's going on. It keeps you unfocused and distracted to where you're not paying attention to the things that are that are really important. So, yeah, I, I unfortunately, I mean, if we want to throw it back in the globalist court there's so many things in today's world that yes. keep us distracted yes. and, and you know they, they don't want people to be together because then there's unity 
Yes. And there's a lot of strength in that unity. So there, there is a, a you know a back burner agenda going on with all this. But see, but see, when I when I hear the word unity or to unify or to be in uniform, that doesn't necessarily mean that we're mm -hmm. on the one accord. I feel like the word communion is the word we should use, especially with this topic of love, because we have something in common. We are commoner together that are in union together to make something happen. See, right now, me, you, me, you, DT, Lady J, Dr. Mary, we're in unity. It does not mean that we are communing with one another. You see what I'm saying? So, it's kind of like love and like. Because, to be honest, you can't love someone until you lust after them first. So lust is not necessarily a bad thing. It's just, if that's all we leave it to, then it's a bad thing. Because how can you say you love someone if you've never had a strong desire to be with that individual? If I cannot look at a female that I'm going to potentially marry and say, I want her all of her. I want her booty. I want her mind. I want her heart. If I can't say that, then how can I honestly say that I can love her? Because whether society blows up or not, that's who she is. She is her mind. She is her emotions. And she is her booty. That's who she is. But we make it, we are the only culture that scrutinize nudity. You go anywhere else in the world, you can rock out with your cock out. <laughs> and it's not, well, not in India. Not in India. Well, not in India, yeah. But, but, <laughs> but it's viewed as something as something horrible when it's really not. See, we've been programmed by the people in power to look at the body as something to crave instead of the intelligence of the individual as that which to crave. And the reason why they do that is because it destroys the structure of human life and family. Once you destroy that structure, then you can control society, you can control the next generation because they're so wounded that they're going to need and look for a healer. And if you're providing all these platforms for them to get some sense of pleasure, then they're not really necessarily looking for love that is self-sacrificing. They're looking for that which is self-fulfilling. And this is what I mean by when I say we should take this quote, happy wife, happy life, out of the equation. Not because I feel like women don't deserve to be happy, but because love is self-sacrificing, not self-fulfilling. And with that statement, we are raising up our daughters to look for a man that can do, do, do for them without them giving, giving, giving to him. You see what I'm saying? Amen. <laughs> <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with that saying, but I agree with you, Randy, that there should be an equal um, and comforting thing that comes back in the direction of men. Right, right. Because otherwise it's lopsided. Yes. Otherwise the woman is being the taker, taker, taker without any expectation of return and that's not love. Yes, yes. Now now I mean the best form the best form of love is when you take yourself 
out of the equation yes. and you're thinking on behalf yes. of the other person. Yes. Oh my you're God. Yes. Your action that will benefit the other person. Right. That's, that's my definition of no love. No personal gain. Wow. So, real quick, let, let's, let's have this question before I go to my, to my last break. Real quick. Is it possible to love more than one person of the opposite sex? Because if love has one defining line, then we can't say, I love you in this way, and I love her this way. No, 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 no. Love is love. So is it possible to love more than one person? Of the opposite sex. Are we answering right now? Yes. Okay. Well, you know what comes to mind is soul ties. Okay. So, you know, in my belief, you know, that when you have intimate sex or sex with another person, you develop a soul tie. Okay. So, being with another person or saying you, you, okay, you were with your ex and then now you're married. Now that being married, you think about your ex whom you once was in an intimate relationship and in that you love. So now being married, you then have these moments where you think of the ex that you were loved or in love with. Okay. So there then becomes the soul tie uh-huh. that you think of the ex while you're with the current person. Now in my mind, I don't believe that it's you're saying okay that I love this other person. It's just that this soul tie has connected me to that person. So now I need to whatever for me I would pray for that person. That okay. If that person is going through something, then I'll pray for them. But it doesn't mean that I'm still in love with that person or that I well I may love them as an individual, but physically intimately in love, that's a no. Dr. Mary, talk to us. Well, of course, of course, it's possible. Um, you know, there are many polygamous uh, relationships. Uh, in right. Our, I mean, that, that that I mean, most of them don't work, but the, I mean, there are some <laughs> that go on for decades. And then you have uh, again, in uh, many again, uh, um, indigenous ancient cultures, right. uh, uh, polyandry, polygamy. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's totally. Po- I mean, it's possible. It's just um, you know. Is it a sign? I mean, the X is an X for a reason, right? Right. And and if you are longing for them, I mean, I mean, they're an X for a reason. Yeah, you know, they're an X for a reason. You're not with them for probably a very good reason. So a lot of it, you know, is uh, if you are you know still pining over your ex. I mean, you just need therapy or something to get over it because <laughs> there's a reason why they're your ex. There, you know, there is a reason, you know, and there's a, and so it's just the immaturity. I mean, you know, it's just when you become more adult-like, you know, you learn when they're your ex, <laughs> you know, they're not offering, they're not meeting your needs on some level. So, so uh, you know, uh, uh, adios. It's usually a sign of immaturity. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I remember doing this when I was younger, much younger, but. Um, now that I'm a grown-ass woman, <laughs> an ex is an ex. Goodbye, adios. Go, Mary. Wow. Yep. DT. Right. I, well, I mean, it, it's a sign of being a grown-up. It's a grown-up thing. Adulting. DT. Yeah, adulting. I, I guess. 
Lady J, I get the concept of soul tie, and that that is part of the attribute of the hormone oxytocin. But if you've now moved on, you've now said I do to husband number two, really <laughs> you have that strong of a bond with the old person? He must have been. He laying. must have been laying it right. <laughs> that wood must have been immaculate. I'm trying to tell you, he must have been straight in your guts with that joint. Uh, <laughs> either that, either that, or the new guy, the merchandise didn't deliver. He didn't oh. deliver. Right, right. Oh my! So DT brings up another point. Can the dick make a woman? Fall out of love. Oh gosh! <laughs> Magic stick. I mean, well, if you be real, there are there are women who will not date a man if his package isn't a certain size. Wow, that's on the real. Wow, we've built a society. Of hood rats. <laughs> what? Wait. <laughs> and not agree with you right now. <laughs> hold on, because when I say hood rats, I'm not just talking about females. Oh, I'm not just talking about females. Oh no. Hood rats. A rat is a rat. <laughs> when you see a rat in the street, you don't say, "Oh, there's a female rat." No, it's a rat. <laughs> Listen, we there. There are some men who will not date a woman if she doesn't look a certain way. Right. With that kind and, and society yeah. built us this way. Be, and, and, and 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 that could be the very reason Oh go ahead. Go ahead. I don't I don't think that's society at all. That's biological biological. You think Men so? are biologically pre pre programmed, pre wired to seek out the best-looking woman they can find because from a distance, way back in the day, 10,000 years ago, when the guy was on the hill, he was looking at the villagers down below, it's like, is it worth my time to come off this hill and check out the women? And from far away, he's got to be able to determine um, does she have what's called a certain hip-to-waist ratio. In other words, if the waist is narrow and the hips are wide enough. Yes, God. That usually indicates <laughs> that the person, that the woman is fit enough to bear his child. Children. Otherwise, mm -hmm. if the waist is too thick, she might already be pregnant, or there might be some health issue that would prevent her. So it's like, you know, from a thousand years ago, it's a waste of his time to come off that hill. So no, it's not society at all. It's a biological function. We've made men wrong for thinking this way, but it is what it is. You know... Men want what men want, and they want somebody that's physically attractive. Real quick, um, i got to let my guest Mary get off the line. Um, Mary, just two seconds. Uh, tell everybody where they can get your book at real quick, and then after Mary's done, we're going to go take a quick commercial break. Well, let me tell you, thank you for this awesome conversation. I regret uh, I regret being so dang busy. I have to go. But but uh, my name is Mary Wingo, and thank you. Please keep this conversation going. It's very, 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 very instructive for your listeners. Um, but my name is Mary Wingo, and you can go to marywingo.com. You can also get my book, The Impact of the Human mm -hmm. Stress Response, which is a bestseller on Amazon. 
and uh, feel free to drop me a line anytime. Thank you, guys. Have a really, really good show. Oh, thank you, thank you. Listen. Thank you, Mary. Bye, Mary. Listen. Thank you, thank you so much. Let's do this again. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) Okay, thank you, guys. All right. So, listen. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we get back, we're going to continue our highly controversial topic on what is love? Stay tuned. Don't go nowhere. It's true on that. Like cook crack. W-I-N-G-O Ladies and gentlemen, we are Bizak like Cook Krizak and the Spizak 
Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I was about to keep going. Ladies and gentlemen, listen. I don't know about y'all, but today's show has been amazing. I'm I'm in here messing with the with the with the video again. I just like messing with the video again. Look, we got Lady J for a couple more minutes. Lady J, gotta go get uh my teeth. Uh, her her teeth. <laughs> uh uh uh, mess with. And uh, I ain't gonna crack no jokes. <laughs> I'm just leave it at that. But listen, if we don't hear from Lady J in 24 hours, we can blame the doctors. You know what? And the dentist <laughs> for killing it. No, <laughs> I will not die. <laughs> <laughs> okay, our conversation. What is love? Collateral beauty part two, baby. What is love? And we were on the subject. Uh, or, or the or the context of loving more than one person, and Lady J brought up soul ties. But I don't have to love you to sleep with you. Cause look at the porn industry. The porn industry they sleep with people all the time. Doesn't mean that they love them. So I'm not necessarily talking soul tie. I'm talking love ties. I'm talking when I see you walking in the room. Oh, sorry. I got a little caught. Um, what can... Okay. We used to have this saying back in the projects that if you had a virgin as a girlfriend, the goal was to have sex with her because there will always be a time when you can always go back to her and have sex with her again. That is lust and a soul tie. <laughs> Love is, I don't need the pussy. I just want you. So are you talking about like an emotional connection? Yeah, are you talking about yes. some type of yes, yes, real yes. intimacy that you're looking for a person? I can say this. I love my wife, and I love Lady J. Mm -hmm. Same definition of the word. But you're not my spouse, and I'm not attracted to you in that manner. Right. But I still love you. Okay. Right. So, so, you can, so you can love without booty. Is that what you're saying? That's what, yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you can love without booty. I, that's going to be a hashtag. <laughs> be a love <laughs> without booty. <laughs> Thanks, auntie. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're, watching, if you're watching right now, the number to dial in is 563-999-3098 if you have any questions, comments, statements, <laughs> concerns. Look, the shirt is coming out. <laughs> Lady uh, DT, right. put it out there. Love without booty is gonna be a heart with some butt, butt cheeks right underneath it. Love without beauty is coming soon. Check the website. <laughs> yeah, hashtag love without beauty. Booty. <laughs> you just spell it beauty though. <laughs> oh man. Now, 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 now let's let let let's look at this. There was a time in our nation where you were told who you can love and who you couldn't love. Mm -hmm. Now, love, real love, didn't care and fought against that. But some people were forced into loving someone 
for the sake of what's best for the society at that particular time. Example, there was a time where I couldn't even look at DT in our nation. If I looked at her, I was arrested or killed. Mm -hmm. Uh-oh. <laughs> During that time, there was a lot of interracial dating. Right. There's pictures to prove it. You have interracial families even in that time. Is it safe to say that a lot of people, including black men with white women, are they prone to forcefully loving someone of the same race because of the racial tension? Right? Like, I know this black guy who was dating this white chick loved her. I mean, you could smell it in the room, love. Like, mm. you walked in there and I was like, dang, man, I feel all mushy and gushy. Yeah. <laughs> but, he, but he broke up with her and he's now married to a black woman and he's not out of love with the white woman, but he feels as though he cannot marry the white woman because he will be betraying his race. Mm. Wow. Woo. What's some thoughts on that? That's he. <laughs> Somebody has some good ties on him. Family yeah. pressures, social pressures. Yes, yes. Ooh, all the above. Yes. Something must have swayed him. But in his his heart is elsewhere. Let's put it that way. Yeah. There's a lot of white women that's like that too. They will not marry a black man because they don't want to upset daddy. But they love black men. Yeah. But you know what's not fair is the woman that he did marry, I mean, what is she, chop liver? I mean, it's just not fair to her. It's just, it's not fair to her. I mean, it's kind of like... Uh, but he loves you know, her. It, it's kind of like in England with Prince Charles. Okay, yeah, he married Lady Diana, but he, didn't he was her. always in love with Camilla. Mm -hmm. Like, really? Right. So poor woman had to practically kill herself <laughs> so you're, from with the statements you just said you don't think that you can love more than one person not no not true love yay no. I, mean, I mean you can love without booty that you can do you okay. can love me because I'm your auntie you can right. love Lady J because you just love her presence. You love yes. what she brings to the table. Yes. It's a sisterly love. Yes. You can love your puppy. You know, okay, all that's good. But when you're putting the whole nine in there, no, I don't think you can do it with more than one person. You wow. might be able to for a couple of weeks until you figure it out. But at the end of the day, someone's winning the finish line. Right. Ooh. Ouch. Give me that baton. <laughs> Hashtag love without booty. <laughs> okay, so. But you know what it makes me think of this movie? Um, and it's not interracial, but it's wider. I don't know if you ever seen why. Yes, yes. And so he has the one woman that's at home sick and she's killing herself slowly because she's yes. not getting the attention. Yes, this other yes. woman is getting the attention. But he's with her to protect her and because she was fulfilling the need at that time. Wow. But then when he meets this new woman, he is all in. Like he is completely mm. like he's taken back by this woman's beauty, her booty, and her 
personality. Mm-hmm. So okay, he ended up with her, and the other woman was willing to kill herself, and he was willing to walk away. He was like, "Do it if you want to. I won't stop you." Wow. So <laughs> he loved the woman that was with him in the beginning, but when he met this new woman who he could give himself all to, uh-huh. she got the winning prize. You know, um, I truly believe that sometimes a woman's booty can make a man fall in love. Oh, yeah. In which a way that the man would not have fell in love with that woman outside of that. Right. But is that wrong, though, if that's actually a part of who she is? I mean, like, it's not like she has detachable booty. It, well, is he with some? I'm about to say it's not wrong if he's not bringing other women with him, but well, depending on what culture. But yeah, wow, wow. If my husband did that, <laughs> I would be chasing him <laughs> all around until <laughs> I got wow. my hands on him. <laughs> wow, wow. You know, but I mean, to each his own, though. At the same time, we we were always taught that the emotions the seat of the emotions is is the heart but I disagree with that I think the seat of emotions is the mind the intellect that which stimulates the nerves um I feel as though love comes from our perception of what we've been through gone through and what we have and desire in life definitely um there's for example if we if we all loved the same way we would all search after the same person or types of people but there's multiple types of people that i can't even be in the same room with that another man is madly in love with right um so (laughs) saying that love comes from the intellect that which we perceive and we and we have we have sayings like beauties in the eye of the beholder is it safe to say that love is not necessarily a force but a thought yes i was just sitting here thinking we conjure up some stuff like we conjure up some stuff that's not even real about that other person. Wow. Wow. And our perspective about them, you know what it reminds me of? The 80-20 rule. Okay. Like, you know, when you're in a relationship and you have 80%, but then there's this 20% that you're not getting. So when you see someone else, like you say, comes into the room and ah, that 20% is maximized. Like it's 80 or 100. Whoa, whoa. Time out. Time out. Hit that note again. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Oh my god. That should be over top of the love <laughs> without booty. So is love prejudice. Oh. It's based upon our Ooh. perception, DT. It's love prejudice. Oh. Ooh. Well, I I, I think it is. Right. <laughs> when you put I it like it that. It wants what it wants, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But di- dive into that a little deeper. Give us your thoughts. Unfold your mental to us. <laughs> well, t- tell me what you want me to get at. So, define prejudice for me. Bias. Prejudice let's use let's use the word bias. You have a predetermination 
of your thought. You've already prejudged the situation or yes. the person. Yes. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So relate that back relate that back to love now. That okay. you've already made up your mind that you're in love with this person over here? Is that, is that what you're asking me? Is 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 has has let me say it this way. With everything that society pushes on an individual, the things that our parents teach us from the time we're born up until yeah. we experience the hormones to even fall in love with a, with a significant other, um, is it safe to say that we are prejudiced to the image of love or that which we want to fall in love with? I think on a personal level, love is prejudice. Like, like I say, you want what you want. Yes. But if you listen to your family, to society, your church, your whatever, the media, blah, 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 you really can't be di- dictated by what somebody else imposes on you. Wow. You can't adopt their prejudice. Wow. So wow. if you want to be gay, go ahead and be gay. You can't. You can't say, oh, I'm going to stop being gay now because my church doesn't like that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Right, so right. I think love is the same way. If you want to be in love with a particular person, some outside force cannot talk you into something else or someone else. Wow. That's I mean, they deep. could, yeah. but it's really not for real. I mean, you know, like there's arranged marriages in India, for example. Right, right, and, right. And, you know, I mean, your parents might say, oh, this person is a good candidate. I mean, what, are we shopping for bank accounts? I mean, you know, I mean, wow, it's yeah. not the same thing. It's If you don't feel it in your heart, it's not for real. Wow. And so just like Prince Charles, you're going to cheat. And you're going to make her car crash and then marry the girl you love anyway. <laughs> you're going to kill her <laughs> and marry that which your heart tells you to go after. Yes. He, he's going to phone up the queen and says, I'm done with her. And she'll, she's like, no problem. We'll have him crash in France. And it, that's the end of that. Excuse yes. me, my royal knight. I need you to pluck off my wife for me so that I can have my mistress all to myself, my lord. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And she she hangs up the phone, done. She like called whoever she had to call, and that was the end of that. So, um, yeah, I I don't think you can have an outside force impose their beliefs and wants on you. Wow. I mean I mean you can to a certain degree, but that's really not your makeup. That's not who you are, and you're not being true to yourself if you go along with that. But how can we stop that if that which our parents give us in society gives us shapes our thoughts and we said earlier that love comes from our thoughts so in essence are they are the people in power indirectly taking away our freedom of choice and what and who we love by controlling our thoughts I, I think they are, and to a certain extent, I mean I see that to you know parents want what's best for the kid. Uh-huh. So if some 17-year-old shows up on your doorstep to date your daughter and you really don't like him, I mean, that's your right as a parent to school your daughter that, hey, this guy's not right for you. Right, now, right. whether she decides to take your advice or not take your advice, like, who cares? I mean, as a parent, you're still going to step in and say, you know, I really don't like this guy for the following three reasons, and I think you should be aware. I mean, that's your job as a parent. Right. I'm not going to ask you to not do that, because that would be stupid. That right. would be, there's no rules. But, you know, ultimately, it's on her to make the final decision. 
But see, that goes in again to do parents are, are, are our parents just as evil as the people in power? Yes. Because they want to dictate everything. They want us to love who we love. They want us to hate who we hate. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and the people in power are doing the same thing. They sell, they, they are manipulating us into saying, you cannot love Muslims. You cannot love immigrants. You cannot love this person or that person. Yeah. Damn those manipulators without booty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, you, you, oh my God! You know, uh, how can I say this? I think that we look at people that we consider wise, and we take their ideas and conjunct them into the word love. Instead mm -hmm. of actually being free enough in our minds to discover what love is. Um, if we were free in our minds to discover what love is, then there would be no hesitation in allowing justice to reign in society because everything would be based on love. See, love to me is also a force but at the same time, that force can be hindered. It's not as powerful as we make it seem to be. Um, I can actually, through pain, I can actually stop loving someone. I can allow pain to destroy or choke the love in me, out of me, for a selected individual. Um, and that is because I know how to manipulate my thoughts. Mm. You know, I think I think that is way easier for a guy to do than for a girl to do. Really? Oh yeah, because guys' minds—they're very linear, so they have this ability that I call compartmentalization, which means that you can separate two things, and you can be linear and focus only on the one thing. So a way a guy would think is. Yeah, I love this girl, but she has caused me so much pain, it's not worth it. So you, you put the love on the shelf, close it up in a box, and then you focus on the pain, and that's how you get through it. Girls are not, it's not so easy for girls, because the whole thing is all like jumbled all in one, and we torture ourselves, we pine away for this person, that he was a good person at one point in time, but he wronged us, and it's really hard to only focus on the pain. Right? Wow. Yeah. I mean, how many of us have, like, pined away for somebody that it just was not going to happen? I mean, come on. I mean, they cheated on you or they stole a lot of money from you or whatever wrongdoing they did. It's, it's like with some, you know, I think women just forgive easier and better or, more <laughs> or whatever you want to call it right, that right. they still focus instead they focus on the good parts of that guy that oh I could change all that because he was good at one point and I'm going to bring him back to that place you know, which, might be, which might be stupid thinking but that's how girls think 
You know, I, I honestly, and, and I'm not saying this because I'm trying to get a round of applause from females. Um, by the way, Lady Lady J had to step out to go to her dentist appointment. Um, oh, yeah. Um, but I'm saying this. I feel like if we look at the word love and we look at all that we have been told it is and how we are to perceive it and blah, 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 I really feel like women are the holders of love. For example, if we were to totally shun women out of having a, a voice in society, mm -hmm. then I feel like that would diminish the love in the world. Hmm. All right. Uh, because what you described as uh what you just said, some people would be like, oh, that's because that female's weak and, you know, they just going for whatever and they keep going back to Joe Lowe, blah, blah, blah. I think that's the definition of love. I'm not going to give up on this person no matter how evil or how wrong they do me. Love is blind. It's kind of like women's behavior towards children. That wow. the children can just be a terror and skip out from school and just be doing all kinds of horrible things, whatever it is. But guess what? Tomorrow she still comes back and she still loves you. Wow. <clears throat> so it's that undying love, I would say, that, you know, they we take the punches, but we still come back. Where I think men don't do that. They think, okay, you've crossed this line. I can't recover from it. You've disrespected me, and I'm done. I think, you know, I think are women stupid? I mean, sometimes they are stupid. Sometimes women should think with their heads rather than their hearts. But, you know, that's just how we're made. With the rise of feminism and women fighting to be equal to men, do you think that the majority of women now do think like a man? I mean, we have movies that talk about it. Think like a man. You know what I'm saying? Like, now do we have women who, in in ghetto terminology, we call them thoughts. Okay. Whores, hoes, uh, that portray to be classy. I'm going to give you the prime example. The Kardashian family. Okay. They think like men. Give me an example. What's the one that was with Lamar Odom? Chloe, Chloe, right? Yeah. Chloe is about to be with... She was with Lamar Odom. She was with Harden. Now she's about to be with some other guy who's a basketball player. And, like, she's just right. rotating through celebrity basketball players like it's nothing. <laughs> That's because she's 5'10 and she needs a tall guy. Oh my know. gosh. Yeah, no, it's because her, because she's thinking on the terms of a man. And what the people in power are doing is they are fueling women to think more and more like men because it will stop family, it will stop the structure, and they win again another battle how can we I'm just so sick of them like it's like we're watching our own destruction and 
we clown these people like the Kardashians, but we watch their TV shows. We watch Hip Hop Wives and Atlanta Housewives and we watch it and say it's entertaining and blah 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 not realizing that the generation right underneath us is going to be living that same way what are we doing with love like are we really polluting it to be something that's just another word we say or is it like can we bring the value of the word back up like these are things that I think about a lot um you know especially in the leading up to today's show like you know, I don't think that we value the word love the way it should be valued. I feel like after a couple of meetings with someone, we'd be like, oh, man, I got love for that person. And you'd be like, why? Well, he's just a cool dude. That's it? So he's just a cool dude. You got love for him. But he don't answer your phone calls for a couple of weeks. Man, I knew something was wrong with him. I can't stand him. But you just said you loved them. Like, that's not, to me, that's not love. It shouldn't be that fast or that easy for you to just throw somebody off. You know? That's just my thoughts. Yeah. That's, my, that's my mind when I'm meditating on love. I'm like, man, do we really value the word? Do we really love each other? Or is it just we have a strong like and desire towards each other? That's just crazy to me. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I was talking a little bit about this on last week's show. <clears throat> it takes a longer time for a guy to build up his oxytocin level. It takes 90 days. So during that 90, before a guy falls in love with, with a girl. So during that 90 days, a guy has the chance to be rational and logical and analytical and, you know, do I really love her and should I really keep her around? I mean, he, all these thoughts go through a guy's head where, you know, we get that dumped in five minutes. It's like, what? <laughs> you know, like I was saying, if some drug company invented the anti-oxidosin, I mean, they'd make a billion dollars. Right, because right. Because women don't operate from that place. They fall in love, I think, too quickly. And they also fall in love with the idea of being in love, meaning that the man is interchangeable with the next guy in line. She's wow. more in... She's more in love with what that guy can bring her, what that love can bring her, rather than seeing the true blue person for who, whomever he really is. Right, right. <laughs> the, the, and, and that's what I was saying earlier. It's the ideology of love. It's the right. ideology of the position that we go after, that we crave. Um, it's the... It's what we would consider uh, the image. That's what I wanted to use. It's the image. It's an illusion that we are in yes. love with. It's a mirage that we are in love yes. with. <laughs> you know? Yes. And, um, that, that's a good word, mirage. Yeah, you're, you're in that desert, and you know if you just go another 300 feet, there's going to be some water there in that pond. Yeah. You just know it. Yeah. And you get there, and... Okay, now the pond moved back another 300 feet. I mean, it, you're chasing after something that's not real. Right. Now, now, DT, <laughs> you, do, do you agree that love is something that can't be controlled, correct? Yes. Okay. So, you right now, say you go out, you hanging out with friends or whatever, hypothetically speaking, 
and this guy walks in the room and you fall in love with him at the first sight yeah do you tell your husband or do you try to fight against it I mean you can look <laughs> you I mean look there's no crime in looking you don't have to touch the merchandise right right but now let's okay you can't control love so he walks in and you're instantly in love with him right what do you do <laughs> head for the nearest exit <laughs> no I, I mean just enjoy the moment I mean you can you can admire somebody from afar without uh, doing anything further with it right, right right true I mean that's using rather than using our you know our groin we're just going to use our head and and just leave it at that level wow so if what would you say to uh, someone who that happened to and they still love the person, they, they see him from time to time, they're in love. Do this person tells their significant other, hey, look, I still love you, but for some reason I just love this guy over here? Yeah, I think that's wrong. <laughs> Don't go there. <laughs> Don't go there because you know once you can't unring that bell. So yeah. once you once you tell the person your you know partner significant other that kind of information, they can't forget about it tomorrow. Right. So what's right. the point in that? That's just that's just wiping the slate clean with your own guilt. Well, who cares? You're hurting the other person by doing that. So it's safe to say then from this statement that yeah. love sometimes can withhold that which is true what do you mean withholding what that so you know how sometimes people say if you love if you love your significant other you would tell them everything you would uh, share a, a, your every thought with them and blah 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 with you, what you're saying is no if I love the person if I know that this is going to damage them I can withhold this information Right. Like I was saying earlier in the hour, you have to come from a place of I'm protecting this person wow. and I'm doing what is in the person's the other person's best interest. Wow. Like I don't believe, you know, I get callers, you know, on my show and my coaching and everything and they, and they say, "Oh, I've cheated. You know, should I now go and tell my spouse that I've cheated?" Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> because because <laughs> who, who is that benefiting? It's right. only benefiting to release your own personal guilt. Wow. And meanwhile, you know, you've hurt the other person now. You might as well have shot the person in the stomach. Really? Wow. No. Wow, wow. Oh my gosh. That that now that's controversial, DT. That that <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Okay, listen. This is what I'm gonna do real quick. I'm going to take my last look break. And when we come back, we're going to continue this conversation. What is love? I'm going to give my final thoughts. DT is going to give us some information on her show, what's been going on over there, that side of the world. Yeah. And... I had a quick little topic I wanted to bring up for all the Bachelor fans. Uh-oh. Because there's a couple of terms that they use with regard to the word love. Okay. And I wanted to talk about that if you don't if you have a minute. Go ahead. 
Go ahead. Now, now or after we get back from the break? Let's take the break first, and when we come back, we're going we're gonna to talk about it. <laughs> okay. Yes, I love it. Cool. Yes. See, I have my I have my uh, microphone on mute. I'm back, ladies okay. and gentlemen. The chewing that show is back. I muted my daggone self. I put you on. <laughs> I look. I put you on hold, and then I muted myself. <laughs> oh my gosh, what's wrong with me, people? Listen, DT, talk to us real quick. You say you wanted to bring up something. Yes, my my daughter has got me hooked on The Bachelor. It's a, it's kind of like a mommy daughter bonding moment. But there are a few weeks, if you notice, um, like three weeks, two to three weeks before the end of the show, you will notice that they say the following terms, and based on which one of these words they use, will let you know whether the bachelor is going to choose that person or, or not. Wow. So, okay, term number one is, I'm falling in love with you. So I think when they say that, they're not really committed 
Wow. I mean, they they know they have to say something to get the guy interested in him, but they're not really willing to jump in a hundred percent. So they use that term, "I'm falling in love with you." Wow. Now. Now, a little bit stronger than that, the next level up from that is, I love you, which is pretty solid. I would say when somebody says, I love you, that's like 98%. You're almost there, right? But when they go to the next term, I'm in love with you, that means you got them 100%. Wow. So usually the person that is bold enough to say, I'm in love with you, usually they're the winner three weeks later. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know, we've, we've, we've had, we have several people commenting on the Facebook. Um, and, you know, I'm sorry I didn't get to read people's comments on the Facebook. I'm glad that you and gave your input. Please keep giving your input. Um, as the show goes on and on, uh, I will uh, have somebody here that will be able to read off your inputs as well as myself um, because I want to be able to engage with, the, with my fans and followers uh, more and more. Um, you know, you had a lot of, you had, you had a female uh, listener uh, DT that was agreeing with some stuff you were saying on the Facebook and I'm sitting here like wow you know um, feel free to call in uh, real briefly the number is 563-999-3098 I repeat 563-999-3098 if you want to give a little statement comment concern whatever about uh the topic of love when we talked about today please 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 call in um, don't hesitate don't be afraid you don't even have to give your real name you can give an alias you can say your name is Clyde but it's not <laughs> it's all good but here's my final thoughts on what is love for me love is that which is undescribable um, love is attachment and dependency upon that which we do not have in ourselves um, I feel like in order for us to even know that we love ourselves we have to compare to outward situations and circumstances does love have a mind of its own I think it does I think we've covered that today I think the mind of its own stems from intelligence I feel like love is intelligent it can be intelligent by by one or two ways good or bad intelligence it it, it challenge because you can't first of all you can't have intelligence unless you're challenging that which is known and love does that um, the illustration that I gave about the man walking in the room and DT falling in love even though she has a husband um, I gave that analogy and her response fit in perfectly because love will show you um, wisdom my spouse cannot handle this let me shut up love is self-sacrificing it's wisdom and self-sacrificing I have to carry this pain because I did something stupid 
and or something I couldn't control. But love also can become an illusion. It can become that which blinds us because a mother, Adolf Hitler's mother, still loved her son. Let that sink in for a moment. The most heinous person that ever walked mankind, it's not Adolf Hitler by the way, but the heinous person that's ever walked the earth still had people that loved them. Because, you see, I feel like love binds us to a degree where we see that which we only want to see. And we don't see the full truth of the individual. Then there's the love that I call undeniable, unconditional love. And that is you love this person the same way no matter what your situation, their situation is. For example, I love my father. I love my father. I'm just, when I say father, I'm speaking of my stepfather, but I call him father because he raised me. Um, I love him. If he was to leave my mother tomorrow or today, I still would love him. That's unconditional love. If he was to betray me, I would still love him. My love towards him is unconditional. My love towards my children are unconditional. My children's love towards me is unconditional. Time, as we talked about last week, is a force and a dimension that can corrupt, choke, or heighten love. Which is why I did the Collateral Beauty series, and next week's uh, topic will be death. And we'll tie all of it in together next week. But time can either choke out love or enhance it. Because time forces us to evolve. It forces us to age. It forces us to grow. Whether it's healthy growth or bad growth, it's still growth. And as we evolve and grow as human beings, our ideology of love evolves and grows. So therefore, our expression of love evolves and grows and that which we fall in love with evolves and grows but that's my final thoughts love is undescribable we have our ideas opinions etc etc but at the end of the day we cannot explain it detain it restrain it Dang, I can rap, boy. I'm telling you, I should drop an album. Um, love. What is it? It's something that we'll discover for the rest of our lives. Oh, man. Next week, we're going to be talking about death. <laughs> Tell death do us part. <laughs> um, I want to say thank you to everyone that listened and, and viewed the show. I want to give a moment to DT so she can just talk about her show for a moment where you can follow her at, even though I'll have all our information on the website for the listeners who don't. Um, whoa, hold on. We have someone that said something on Facebook. Time is your best friend and enemy at the same time. You'll find out what you need to know in time. Wow, that's deep. That's powerful. 
someone on Facebook commented and said that. But real quick, Ooh. DT. Yes. Uh, the floor is yours. Please give the fans uh, what your show's been doing. Um, what your show's gonna uh, where they can listen to your show and the whole nine. My show is on radio. It is uh, the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. You can probably Google that and find the different ways to listen to me. You can listen to me live either from my station's website or you can download my brand new mobile apps both for Android and for uh, on iTunes. So get that covered. My app is super fun. You, you're able to call the show, you know, one button calling. Just call it. You don't have to remember the number or program it. Um, you can do that. You can listen to the archived shows. Um, you can do all of that from the mobile apps. But anyway, if you just Google the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross, it'll give you all the links. If you don't have a smartphone, you can go on your computer. You can listen anywhere, anytime now. So make that happen. So the Men's Advocate Show, we talk about men's rights, which are, I, I support two male groups. One is fathers who've lost custody of their kids. Um, and then the other group is uh, men who are trying to get alimony reform. And then above and beyond this, we talk about my book, Mastering Women, which you can find on Amazon, on ebook, and also paperback. And I talk about all the different scenarios that come up with women, how to handle them, how to be a gentleman, how to be confident, and how to win, win any woman over anywhere, anytime. Doesn't matter race, creed, color, religion. My research went all the way back to 10,000 years ago to caveman days, and I interviewed uh, 20,000 men in addition to my research to make sure I had it right. And I answered all their questions. So you won't want to miss that. You won't want to be left out. We were talking, Randy, you asked that question, um, you know, is love sort of out of control for the receiver? Guess what? For the giver, you're in control. So if you get my book, it'll wow. teach you how you can get the woman to fall in love with you. Wow. Okay? And that it's applicable to any guy and any woman. So if you really have your eye on somebody... If you follow my four easy tips, you can get this done, and you can make her fall in love with you. <laughs> Why would you not want to get the book? Come on. Wow. Every guy's dream. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So above and beyond all this, hit me up on Facebook, um, the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. That's my fan page. It shows all my social media links, you know, Twitter, my website the shows, everything else. It shows you who's my guest, who's my upcoming guest, what the upcoming topic is, all that good stuff. So um, make all that happen. So check out my book on Amazon. Uh, hit me up on Facebook and listen to the show. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, I'm glad you listening to the show, view the show. Next week we'll be talking about death. What is death? Oh man, oh, oh man, this one is going to be very, very hard. But anyway, stay tuned. Love you guys. Deuces. <laughs>